Yo, 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 episode 118 of Franco's World. Feels good to be back. Last week we're off, this week we're on. Don't want to keep doing that because that is not the model of consistency that I have been known to bring. I mean, this is 118 episodes. You know, you know, I never miss weeks and just me being in the city and just doing everything, uh, this, that, and the other. I feel like I've been inconsistent with my podcast, which is like rule number one in podcasting. It's like, hey, come out with one. And I haven't been doing that. So I, I don't know. It's like every day I have this sense of guilt whenever I don't get it out. And um, I think part of the reason it's been inconsistent is because I'm trying to get new equipment. Uh, like I, I want to do more in-person interviews and it's, it's very, you know, it's, it was so much easier like when the pandemic was going on and everybody was just stuck at home and I could just ask any, you know, comic uh, on Instagram, be like, Hey, are you free on X day to do a little zoom interview thing? And they'd be like, okay, yeah, sure. I'm down. And now it's like, you know, I don't even want to do the Zoom things anymore. And then I have the opportunity to do things in person. You know, why go back to the Zoom stuff? And uh, so, yeah, I now I have to buy all this equipment to to do like multiple people at once. And it's a whole thing. So, yeah, I'm just researching all that stuff. So if anybody knows quality stuff, let me know. I've already asked a handful of podcast people. And I'm getting different answers, which is, you know, not good. But at least uh, there's options out there. This weekend, uh, what is today? It is Thursday. And on Sunday, I'm going out to Jersey to be on Good Crack Podcast. Uh, a couple of my friends, Maddie Ferrara, Joey DeFilippis. Okay. Very good guys. Very funny comics. And uh, yeah, they got they got this podcast out there. And it honestly feels like, uh, you know, I'm just like the third friend in the room. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. They're getting a lot of good guests on there. And they've already, I don't even know what number episode they're on. I know it's not like a massive number but it's a it's a very new podcast but i enjoy it so give that a listen and uh, tell them uncle franco sent you all right they're good guys and i'll be on that this sunday i'm going out to jersey uh, i love jersey a lot of people say bad things about jersey but i love jersey like you guys know i go to jersey at least once a week to just gamble my good friend george uh lets me like he runs this like production studio out there and like he lets me go out there so here's what i do actually i don't even know why i'm trying to explain it the fast way here's what i do okay because like yeah i do like send pics through people in states that it's legalized in but whenever i just want to sit on a computer and gamble all day and like research numbers and try to like get like win-win situation bets uh i will get up early in the morning and take the train and then get switched to the path train and get off it in jersey city uh, at journal square which is the stop and uh go to this studio and then my buddy lets me have an office room and uh just lets me gamble all day and it's funny because like you know there's regular people like going to work and in my mind i'm like yeah i'm also on my commute yeah i'm i'm, I'm commuting as well i'm a part of the morning the morning rush here at the train station you know and then i and then i get out and the it's like all these Wall Street people, and it's like, here's me, the idiot gambler, and I have that song playing in my head. Money, 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 money. That one. That's what's playing through my head as I'm walking to Jersey City to gamble. <laughs> so, yeah, I sit there all day. I do that like once a week. Uh, you know, it, it's fine. I can't wait till New York uh, legalizes gambling because then I'll just sit in my apartment all day and, and do it, and it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a nice little side income for me, you know? gambling's fun if you do it right you know it's all about statistical analysis it's not like your crazy uncle who's like oh the jets are gonna win it's this whole thing i don't want to get into the full 
process because I don't want to reveal the secret sauce, you know. But uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Gambling's great. Gambling is great. Everything's good in moderation. Okay. Um, let's see here. Yeah, no. So I'm going on the Good Crack podcast this weekend. That'll be a lot of fun. And what else do I? I don't really have any uh, gigs lined up. And it's funny. I had a gig the other night. It got dropped on me. My pal Eugene Chang. Uh, check him out on Instagram. He hit me up. I was sitting out. I was sitting outside of an open mic. And he goes like, hey, do you want to be on this spot in the Upper East Side at Iggy's Bar tonight? And I was like, uh, yeah. So he let me have an eight-minute spot. Like, He's like, yeah, I know you live up here, so I figured it'd be convenient for you. I'm like, dude, you could have told me it was in like the Bronx. And I'd been like, yeah, 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 I'll be there. You know, I mean, I'm, I, uh, I did well. I'm not going to lie. I did well. Um, the audience reception was good. I'll probably post a clip of my set later today. It's tough because like, like it's it's weird because I'm in that stage where obviously like I'm new to the city and people are still getting to know me and it's like you have to post things to to get booked on stuff and be around to get booked on stuff but also like the joke worked but like if it were a bigger audience it would look better as a clip but I have to probably sacrifice this one in hopes that like you know it can be seen somewhere else if that makes sense like as opposed to shooting it in front of like a a, a bigger audience it's like just do it here and get it out there and be like, oh, okay, that's funny. It, it got well received for the audience that it was shown in front of. I don't know. It's a whole thing. Doing that mental gymnastics in my, in my head here. It's just like, do I post it? Do I not post it? Uh, you know, yes, I'm getting laughs from all over the room, but it's like, what if it were a bigger room? And, you know, ah, it's tough, 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 tough. I'll probably just post it because I haven't posted on Instagram in a while. And I need to do that. I need to do that. Uh, social media is king. I'm gonna start using Instagram reels. This one might be my first Instagram reel. So keep your eyes open. Okay. In other Franco news, uh, I'm in a men's basketball league. I don't know if I'd been teasing that at all, but I'm in a men's basketball league. My pal, Mike Bermonte heard about my game and he's like, Hey, there's a spot for you on the village idiots is the team. And you know, I was brought in to space the floor. I, you know, I'm very athletic. I ran 10 and a half miles yesterday. I'm very athletic. I'm in great shape. I can run the floor the whole game and lose my, you know, defensive matchup because he gets lost in translation because I'm like bobbing and weaving through the through the defense and he can't keep up and all that stuff. And But I'm supposed to hit corner threes. And, you know, I shot two of seven from the field and I'm happy I didn't shoot more. Like I knew it wasn't my night. So I just kept like facilitating the ball as opposed to shooting. Did well rebounding, did really well defensively. Put put my defensive matchup in my back pocket. He only got like one bucket on me. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, we lost 70 to 81 against a bunch of like 21-year-olds who they, they only had five people. They had no subs, but they were all 21. Like, the, like I'm going to assume I'm the youngest person on my team. Okay, I'm 25. All right, a lot of these guys are 30 plus or maybe 28, 29, but either way. And, uh, you know, we got a good team. We got some guys that can ball. I'm really excited to be a part of the team. It's funny. I like our coach a lot. Uh, owner, GM, whatever. Uh, he like, he's like, we got some rookies. We got to get acclimated to our system. And it's like, you know, I'm that guy. I'm the rookie that has to get acclimated. And like, I didn't get to pick my Jersey number. Like they were just given to us. And I, and I got number 14 and he goes, that's a good rookie number. You know, you can't give a rookie three or anything. And I was like, okay, that fair enough. Fair enough, coach. It's good. I, I I think I had a bad shooting performance because the 
hoops that I shoot on like a couple times a week in my park are no nets, double rim, metal backboard. The the court is like cracked and it's slanted. It's like and then I go to an actual local like private high school with glass backboard quality ram like regular floor and it's like night and day so maybe i just need to like play on better surfaces i don't know i'm excited to see like what happens though i really uh enjoy like competing you know not in like i mean you guys know me you guys know i hate tryhards and there was a couple moments in the game where the other team like started talking smack and that's just basketball and that's just new york and you're gonna have to get over it but like you know some people just say stuff that take things too far and it's like it's a rec league you know what I mean? Like, just, like grow up. It doesn't matter. I don't know. Knicks aren't going to sign anybody. By the way, go New York, go New York, go. Me and the roommates last night, we all went to uh, this local bar called the Stumble Inn. And uh, and we watched the, the Knicks pull off like a double overtime victory, uh, of which I had a pick on. I had Knicks minus one and a half. Great pick by me. I wanted that pick for weeks. I was calling my people. I was like, I love the Knicks. I love the Knicks. I love the Knicks. And then game time rolls around. I was like, all right, lock me in. I almost went double. I almost like doubled my unit because I love the Knicks for weeks. I saw that line come out. I was like, the Knicks are too deep. Like the Celtics, they're no way. And it's so funny because Jason Tatum had like 17 points, but he sucked. It was like the most quiet 17 points. Same with RJ Barrett. I think RJ Barrett for the Knicks had like 14 and it was a very quiet 14. He had a big three and he had like one dunk that I remember. Other than that, I really don't remember him doing much. Uh, my boy Deuce McBride did not get in my fellow Mountaineer Deuce McBride, which is, I mean, as is predicted, you know, uh, but I'm, I'm just excited. Like I've never really been a big NBA guy. Um, last year I started watching the Knicks because I figured I was going to move to New York and, uh, they had a good year. And then this year it's like, I actually live in the city that has the team. So it's like, you know, gotta be a Knicks fan now. Love the Knicks. Um, Let's see what else has happened. All right. Uh, I had a here's the whole job thing is going crazy with me. So I'm still doing temp work, uh, which is inconsistent. Love that. And, uh, you know, I'd like to get a more consistent gig. And here's what happened to me in the past week and a half with jobs. So I uh, I was interviewing with a financial consulting place to be their front desk person. And then I was also interviewing with a really, really good. I'll just say the name of it with an advertising agency called White and Kennedy. Wine and Kennedy most noted for being the advertising agency that did Nike just do it. They did Bo Nose. They did It's Gotta Be the Shoes, Michael Jordan. You know, they did Dilly Dilly Bud Light. If you're in New York, they did those OK Cupid abs you see on the subway where people are like making out with 10 foot long tongues. They did a lot of good stuff that's that's very, you know, noteworthy. A lot of Super Bowl ads that you're like, oh yeah, I remember that ad. It was probably them. Okay. And I was interviewing with them and I was nailing it. Okay. And I really liked the opportunity to work in a creative field, uh, especially because the office is very close to where I do stand up every day. You know, it was five minute walk hours. Hours could have been a little late, but, you know, it's right there. And uh, so the financial place uh, gave me an offer on Friday. All right. On a Friday, I had already went through round one of the interview with White and Kennedy on Thursday and they heard about my offer. So they wanted to speed up the process. They said, OK, uh, let's do Friday evening. And I'm like, I, I'm out. Like, I can't do Friday evening. All right, let's do Tuesday then. So we like me and my recruiter um, convince the financial place to give me extra time 
uh, because I'm interviewing with someplace else. Okay. And then Tuesday rolls around and I have to do two rounds of interviews with Wyden Kennedy and nail the first one. Actually, the first one, the guy no called no showed, which is great. Uh, and it got pushed back to later in the day, which is kind of screws us for the whole thing here because it got pushed back. And I'll tell you why. Um, nail the first one. All right. Nail the second one. Then, then my recruiter's like, Hey, we gotta, we gotta know now we got, we like, are you going to take that offer from the financial place? Yes or no. They're really honest. And I'm like, I just nailed these two interviews. They love me a lot. They said they can't wait to see me around. Just say no, just say no to the financial consulting place. Just say no to that. Okay. Two hours later, I get a phone call from my recruiter. They go, yeah, why didn't Kennedy doesn't want you? They say, you're not going to be a good fit. I was like devastated. I was as distraught as that time I was talking about WU losing a baseball game. I was bummed out. And you know what I did? Other than email my recruiter and say, yo, you got to get me more feedback then. I'm not a good fit. Because they've been telling me I've been a good fit for three interviews. You know what I mean? Someone's nephew probably got the job. And that's fine. Okay? I'm thoroughly convinced everything will work out in the end. Financially speaking, I'm still fine. You know, I, I, I just don't want to deplete all resources in six months. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. It's what I did. I'm very happy with what I did after I got rejected like that. Instead of sulking in my room, I said, okay, I'm in New York to be a comic. Let's go do some mics tonight. So then I did two. And then the next night I did three and hung out at a show. And then one, and then the next day I did two and hung out at the stand. And then, and then, you know, I've just sort of like since that moment, I've been consistently doing all right at mics and, and, and that show I got last minute booked on did well and, you know, making a lot of connections, meeting a lot of people. And, you know, I'm around enough to where like people now start to go out of their way to say hey to me or maybe like actually say my name. You know, I've been around enough where people remember my name uh, as like a friend thing, not like, oh, that guy's really good. No, it's just like, oh, hey, what's up, Joe? What's up, Todd? You know, it's like one of those things. Oh, Frank's here. You know, it's like that. And that feels good because that means like, you know, I I like making friends with all these people, you know, considering we're sort of colleagues now. Yeah, you'd like to be cordial in your workplace environment. You know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, that job offer thing sucked. Uh, I just got a call yesterday that I'm in contention for another office position, whatever. If you're listening to this and you know something where I could work, pay the bills and do stand up at night, hit, hit me up. Okay, I'm not desperate, but I'm just curious. Okay, because it's annoying. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, one night, actually, after I did a mic uh, at the comedy shop, formerly the Lantern, on the corner of Sullivan and Bleecker, a homeless man punched me right in the chest. He was drinking a whole bottle of white wine, like uh, he was at a sorority formal, just chugging a bottle of Pinot Grige. Me and my buddy Matty Ferrara were walking uh, down the street, and I just feel this whack right in the chest. And I look down. This homeless guy's sitting down. He calls me the F word. He goes, "Yeah, take that." And I'm like, "What?" I say, "What? What are you talking about?" He goes, "Take that." And I'm like, "I was like, just go play in traffic." And it took every fiber of my being not to like kick his wine over and ruin his entire day and, and completely deplete his life savings by kicking over his bottle of wine. And I did it. And and I looked over at the corner of my eye and I saw like just some random girl, like, you know, a random New York citizen was kind of like snickering at the fact a homeless person 
punch me. I don't know. Uh, I wanted to like be like, why are you laughing? You know what I mean? I'm not a bad guy. You just witnessed an assault and you're laughing. You know, if a homeless guy punched you, the woman, I'd probably, you know, do something about it. But no, laughing at me, laughing at my dismay. I don't know. That was a really weird situation for me. I guess that's New York. It's what I signed up for. And you know what? I wasn't weirded out by it. I walk up by that corner every day. Haven't seen the homeless man since, you know, probably drank too much Pinot Grigio. It's probably Dunzo. It was just a weird thing. Like, that's something you hear, like, like, I, it was a full New York day, okay? So, like, I do my stand-up spot. I leave my stand-up spot. I get punched in the chest by a homeless guy. I go to the train station. Train station's late. As soon as I get, uh, like, off the train by my place, I go to Yorkville Deli, which is has a superior bagel than Yorkville Bagel for those in the Yorkville area listening. Yorkville Deli, go at nighttime. Uh, my buddy Malik works behind the counter. He's my friend. We follow each other on TikTok. Again, tell him Franklin sent you. He's my guy. Okay. And it's like their bagel is significantly better than the place called Yorkville Bagel. And I knew something was off about Yorkville Bagel because I'd eaten there for like a month or so when I when I moved in. And then I made the switch a couple weeks ago, maybe. And I was like, I I think this might be a better bagel. So I had to get different types of bagels just to make sure I was right in my hypothesis. And then one of my roommates actually went there today and he goes, okay, yeah, you're right. Yorkville Deli is better than Yorkville Bagel. And Yorkville Deli has only been open for a couple months. And so they have this promo. If you buy anything, they give you a free water or a coffee. You could buy a, a large water and then you get a free regular sized water. Think about it. We're sitting on a gold mine here, folks. If you're in the Yorkville area, Yorkville Deli. Tell Uncle Franco sent you. <laughs> um, it's so crazy. Just like uh, it feels good to, you know, be in the city and just do stand up every day. It's it's a muscle that I've always wanted to flex and work on. And and I can already tell myself just getting more sharper, you know, things in everyday conversation are easier transitions into jokes now and and weird scenarios that happen to me in regular everyday life uh, go from script to screen pretty quickly. You know, they go from thoughts to stage rather rather fast uh like i've been working on a joke about a situation that happened to me on friday last friday and i've been running this joke all week and it's actually doing all right so here's here's the situation um it was a white party i'm not going to do my whole routine i'll just tell you the story so i went i got invited to this white party and a white party is like somebody gets like you know their white coat finished med school or whatever and you have to wear a white to the white party because it's very pretentious and i didn't have many uh White shirts clean at the time. So I wore this white shirt that said West Virginia on the front of it. You know, that's where I'm from. Figured to be a nice introductory piece. And, you know, party's going well. Uh, I can't be taken off the white cheddar popcorn and white chocolate pretzel combo. Like, I'm like sitting there by the bowl, just absolutely going in on this stuff. Because I hadn't eaten all day. One and two is just really good. That salty sweet combo, great. Granted, the popcorn was a little stale, but it's okay. Because you had that salty thing to back it up. Or the sweet thing to back it up. Sorry, excuse me. Salty and sweet. Maybe. Whatever. Uh, either way. Party's going well. Uh, making my rounds amongst my friends. And this girl comes up to me. And I'm trapped in like the tiny corner of this kitchen. And she's like, oh my god. West Virginia. That's so cool. I'm from Virginia. And I'm like, that's not the same thing 
You should know that, you idiot. And uh, then immediately after she says, she asks if I like grew up like in the country or like on a farm. And I was like, yeah. And then she's like, oh, okay, so you get it. And when like a, a fellow white person comes up to you and goes, you get it. There's going to be some crazy stuff that comes out of her mouth. Okay. So she followed up with, oh my God, thank goodness you get it with like, she just immediately started asking me about guns and she's like, so how old are you? And you got your first gun. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And she's like, uh, and I, and then I had to tell her this whole thing about like, I was like, yeah, you know, I don't, I never really uh, owned one. You know, I, I don't really need anything that can blow a hole through a rhino from three football fields away. And she's like, what? Like she didn't, now she didn't get it. You know, now I flipped the whole situation on her head. And then she's telling me, like, this is the first time I've ever met this person. And she's like, yeah, I actually have a concealed carry in New York. It's very difficult to get. Like, why do you think because I have a West Virginia shirt that I'm like this big gun guy and I'm a gun nut, let alone like in New York City where it's very difficult to get that stuff. And if you just come up to a random person, and you don't know them and you immediately say like, hey, I have a gun. Like, dude, what are you saying? Like, take a step back and like, look at the things that you have said and like process that. You just admitted to me you have a firearm maybe on you. I don't know. Like, that's not something you just say to a packed group of people at a party. It was very weird. It was very off-put. And I tried everything with all my might to get out of this conversation. You know? I was like, oh, what's that over there? And then I just, like, dive through, like, the window or something like that. It was so weird, man. I feel like she did something else, too. I'm trying to remember. Oh, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember. She did something else that was really weird. I don't remember her name. I don't want to remember her name. I hope she doesn't listen to this. I want to stay as far away from this person as possible. Dude, for me, as far as people that I don't want to talk to uh, about anything they're interested in or whatever, it's like the people that overtly make things about guns. Like if you have a firearm, you have it. Okay. You don't need to like broadcast it. The people who make that like their life. So like gun people, motorcycle guys because they keep me up at night and i can't stand them okay i hate the motorcycle gangs they're horrid i hate them there's no need for them motorcycles are dumb and then uh, and then the third group of people that i can't stand is the uh the people who like will watch a, a movie and then compare themselves to the main character after five minutes of watching it and like that's all they talk about during the whole film they're like oh my god that's so me that's so me right there that's definitely something i would do those three groups of people gun nuts motorcycle guys main character syndrome people can't stand you. Costanza can't stand you. I want nothing to do with any of you. Okay. Now, if I find a gun toting motorcycle person who has main character syndrome, I need them deported. I need them to go to Guatemala. I need them out of here. Can't stand it. So uh, the rest of Friday night, let me think. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so then it's like 1.30. And this is like one of those classic like New York nights where you're out till 4 a.m. Except I wasn't. Um, We go to this... It's like a hotel that has a club in the basement, but like the club is like really packed. And I we kind of cut the line. And uh, luckily we had enough gals with us, uh, meaning that it was essentially all gals. And then me, my one roommate, and then one other guy and the rest of the girls. And uh, we got into uh, the club pretty easily because of that. And, you know, the club was packed. The club was packed wall to wall. 
uh, I saw this probably there's a lot of sugar that some me and me and my one friend were standing there and uh, we were just talking. And uh, this one random girl comes up to her and just starts like like looks at her dead in the eyes and just starts saying things like you you guys don't need to be here there's a lot of sugar daddy stuff going on tonight and we're like what are you what is this what is she saying and then uh we i saw this probably like if you if you folks at home have seen the movie hall pass and you're familiar with a character named coakley it's like this okay so i saw this like 50 something year old dude he had one of those like pretentious douchey hats very wide brimmed but for some reason he had a couple feathers on the side of it maybe like a turquoise bead in it it looked pretty cool it was light tan and it had a dark uh leather band around the uh you know how those hats look and the band around like the regular part of the hat i don't know what it's called okay the part that like comes up and uh I go, man, that hat is that hat is awesome, man. That hat that is super cool, man. I said most people have a hard time pulling that off, but you rock it, you know. And he was foreign, and he looks at me, and uh, there's a friend of my left and a friend of my right. And he goes, "The only thing you need to know, my friend." He had a weird accent. I don't know what it was, but it was an accent. The only thing you need to know, my friend, amazing, amazing, amazing. That's it. Even in life, amazing, amazing, amazing. Okay. That changed my life because now I want my life to be amazing, amazing, amazing. And then uh, like six minutes later, I'm talking to uh, another group of friends and I am doing this accent of this guy. I was like, yeah, I just talked to this old guy and he had an awesome hat. And he goes and I and I said, uh, he all he told me was amazing, amazing, amazing. And then the guy's walking by as I'm doing. It, I go, there's the guy right there with the hat. And he goes. Listen, my friend, only thing you need to know, and he puts his arms around me and the person next to me, and he goes, awesome, awesome, awesome. He's like moving his head, telling us each individually, three of us, awesome, awesome, awesome. And I was like, amazing, amazing, amazing. He goes, yes, awesome, awesome, awesome. And then he goes away. He drifts into the night, never to be seen again. Folks, take that home with you. Apply that to your lives as best you can. That's today's sermon. That's today's message. The only thing you need to know in life, there's six things. There's six key factors to get you through everyday life and apply it to your life however you may. And, and say you're like me and you're getting, you know, kicked in the mouth with job stuff, and but you're still getting to do stand-up and, and you're grinding. You know, this is what you've always wanted to do. Uh, say, say, you know, some crazy stuff just got dropped on your head and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this situation. Um, and say like, you know, uh, you know, you're dating somebody and you don't think it's going to work out and you know, you want to move on to this, that, and the other, just uh, you're stressed. Okay. You're stressed. I'm trying to rally us all together here with whatever your situation may be. Six things you need to know in life, six key factors. All right. Awesome, 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 amazing, amazing, amazing. And that's it. Thank you all very much for listening. Uh, next episode will be out next week. I'm going to try to get a comic on, man, but I really need some equipment. I just want to do the comics right, and I don't feel like I'm doing them a service if I just bring them on and have this one microphone. That's really a big thing. So thank you all very much for listening. I hope you have a great day. Follow me on Instagram, Franco's World underscore. Tell your friends about the show so it can grow. And I will see you when I see you.